Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 357, The Heinz Variety. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra. This is your guide to the geek side. And I'm joined by, as always, my co-hostess with the mostest, Mr. Charlie Carton. Purple Rain, welcome to 2022, year six without Prince. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. It's no good. me, I really need to go to Paisley Park one of these days. Yeah. It's literally like 20 minutes from here. I actually worked right, from a facility kitty corner from it i never knew it was paisley park because i was there prior to his passing so and it was a a closed facility he never had Mm. people out there it looks like this white facility that you would have never guessed is something that is as special as the purple purple. one no 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 purple on the exterior no it's all white and it looks like some like just i can't even explain it just looks very generic almost like one of those 70s like Houses you'd see like in the eighties films where like or seventies or eighties like where you'd see like the the, like, the the villain is you know it's yeah. kind of very uh, right. architect deco or maybe modern right. I don't know I don't even know my well, architecture I'll, I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you what's absolutely purple is the outfit on the villain of the cover of this week's flashback issue this is uh, Captain America we keep coming back to Captain America don't we we get a lot of cap. And Avengers, because they had some of the worst covers, I guess. Uh, but we have Beer and Zemo uh, with a with the Bat- with Batrox Brigade, which was uh, boy, I really I really ought to know. I you know I never really put together this whole Bloodstone thing because this isn't a, is there a Bloodstone character? Elsa Bloodstone in current parlance must be his daughter or something. Well, Charlie, the reason I picked this cover is because it's got Baron Zemo, Batrox, and the bones of Ulysses. I'm like the bone. I mean the bones. Yeah, that's a that's bones, a headliner. <laughs> the, the bones is a co-star, and it was funny. I remember this issue because again, I was reading at this time. Uh, half of the issue was a wrap up of a story that had been going on for three issues prior, where Cap had to be uh, Cersei of the Eternals, who was uh, an Avenger at the time, reverted him to the age of the of a teenager pre Super Soldier Serum, so he could infiltrate a um, basically a cult of teenage runaways to rescue uh, the little sister of his ex-fiance. I mean, it was, it was very soap opera. Uh, so I remember that very clearly. Um, but yeah, that was, that's what was going on in that one. Well, who's kid, 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 Captain America or team cap. Who's that? <laughs> well, it was, it was Steve Rogers. I told you he was, he was reductive. Oh, in age. Yeah. age. He was, they he did was that with Tony Stark. They, I mean, they've done that many, many times. That's another trope, right? It would it be is, like de-aging or, you know, bringing back from a it's character. A, yeah. it's, an, it's an old chestnut without a doubt. So weird. Yeah. And if you want to read more about Ulysses, Ulysses Bloodstone, apparently he's a renowned immortal monster hunter. Oh, awesome. Well, that's that's really the best way to be. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of monsters that and again, uh this is just for uh, your, uh clarity's sake, September 1989. That was my I was my my senior year of junior high school, I was in eighth grade, I think, in 1989. So, wow, very exciting avid, times. Yeah, avid, avid comic creator at the time. But uh, speaking of, uh, you know, runaways and people that we can't find, I don't think we're going to be able to find Madam Webb this week because uh, there's nothing going on. We just, we searched for news stories and they all kind of sucked. Um, so, Todd, that really does give us a chance to kind of shift focus to to our big 
uh, blowout of the week, which we'll get to later on in the show. But uh, uh, I guess this is going to save us uh, uh, basically a, a stop uh, on the Uber or, or on the Uber bus, whatever it is, because now uh, we're going to go directly to the Geek Easy to talk about you know stuff we're into this week. So I guess let's make it happen. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, cover band's playing, drinks are poured, and you know what, Charlie, no wonder we couldn't find Madam Web. She's actually doing a side gig at the Geek Easy, oh. but she refuses to wait on us. So, oh, Madam yeah. Web, uh, we will be uh, talking to your manager. Turning up her nose at us with the, with the, with the quality tips we give, that is disappointing. Uh, and speaking of disappointment, Todd, guess what we're... T- we're teeing up is a, a big disappointment for you this week. Uh, something that, that I was very excited about was the first episode, chapter one of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so Boba, the Book of Boba Fett was kind of teed up at the end of C, uh, Mandalorian season two, which was about a year ago. Uh, we saw Boba stride into the former Jabba's palace where big fat, big bib Fortuna. Try to say that five times fast. Big Tuna. Big Tuna. Oh, oh, dude. Nice. Uh, was sitting on the throne. He tried to fast talk his way, but Jabba just decided to shoot him in the face. And he took over. So he said, you know what? I'm the, you know, I'm your captain now. He says, I'm I'm taking over the rackets on Tatooine. And then at that time, the screen faded to black and it said December 2021. The book of Boba Fett and every and all us Star Wars types were kind of creaming in our jeans. We're very excited. So it's been 12 months. They produced the show, and we got the kickoff of the uh, segment. And Todd, your thoughts have been expressed uh, fully force and all over social media. Um, I will simply say that uh, I'm going to reinforce the thought that you came up with. It was very comfortable. Star Wars is very comfortable. It it followed a lot of kind of, a lot of familiar beats. It gave people kind of the nods and the winks and the oh look, Sam Witwer was the voice of the Rodian. You know what I mean? And so we and, and we got a split story of Jabba breaking out and doing his thing, uh, touring Mos Espa. And seeing- he's calling him Jabba, Charlie. Oh, God. Boba. <laughs> that would be a different experience seeing Jabba move around doing you're, quaking yeah, and shaking. You're, you're not going to put Jabba in a set of armor. That would be a stretch. Be like hanging on one arm, but uh, no, I love bro, it. like a like a micro bra. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the micro bro. Um, did love that we got to see the the immortal, uh, literally uh, Jennifer Beals as a, a Tweedlick madam. That was kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, you know, Todd, I will agree with you. I know that you felt it was kind of boring, uh, but and uh, half of the story was told in flashbacks. So it's seven episodes, which is. A li- about half the half the size of like the Mandalorian and some of these longer shows, but it's really a, kind of a lot on par with what Marvel's doing. Marvel's doing six, seven, eight episodes. Um, so I am trying not to judge it too harshly. There were parts of it that we found kind of interesting, parts of it we found kind of annoying. Um, but I think I think it's one of those too close to call. So I'm I'm engaged because it's Star Wars. It does have that samey aspect to it. I will I will give you that. That is valid. Um, but I enjoyed it. Episode uh, two comes on in the morning after we record this. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, adventures in Tatooine again. Um, the planet Tatoo- that... Ta- Tatooine-ish? It seems like there's three planets in Star Wars, and Tatooine just seems the most popular place to visit. Right. Um, I, I don't know what by. the infatuation is. We keep going back there. Uh, and I, I'll tell you why. Because Star Wars fans love 
comfort food. They like, oh, I remember right. that. Remember that? It's member berries. Oh, this is I, this is yeah. all this show is so far. It all is, it is is a, like, a, well, a, we've got to fill up the time, so we'll just tell you exactly what happened. Right. Nothing to the imagination. Nothing yep. figuring out. They don't trust their fans to fill in the blanks anymore. They just said, one, we can't one, because if we don't show you, then you'll not trust it, and we'll think something else happened. It's ridiculous. We one, didn't need to see him in the Sarlacc pit. One hundred percent the Big Mac of yep. franchises. There you go. We saw we saw him. We saw him. He didn't have his armor. So it's not like we were expecting him to have his armor. We knew he was going to lose his armor. Uh, all of these things, um, you know, Tuscan Raiders. Guess what? I'm sure the Tuscan Raiders will come in and save the day in current time. That's why you're doing this. Um, or or I, I, I tend to more think the Tuscans. Uh, that he was the last member of that tribe that survived. That's why he was walking around by himself. That's what I think. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. Again, I am. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a wait and see with this. I'm interested because it's Star Wars. I'm interested to see if we can get some surprises out of it because the Mandalorian gave us some surprises. Anyway, yeah, but I the Mandalorian gave us everything. I don't think there's a lot more surprises in Star Wars that relate to characters we know. I, I don't There know. isn't. It, Who's the big uh, reveal? We already got Luke. We're not getting Luke again. Han Solo's not showing up. Or if we do, ah, we're going to get... That's the and, nobody, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people are excited about Kira showing up in a lot of these story beats. And we've already had Darth Maul. Uh, well, Darth Maul can't show up because he's dead. So that that's not even going to blow. We're going to see Obi-Wan in his series and right. he's dead. Um, well, let so me, hold on. Let me, let me stop you because I, you're, you're, you're going to go ramble berries and <laughs> we got to keep it on track. Well, it's okay, so, Charlie. We, we only have like three story items. So or three know, things know, we're going to talk about. Know, so but, the but next you, one you're going to talk about is, but that you've talked about this more than I have. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in it. Well, it's for both of us. Cause it's something well, I would have put on this schedule and talked oh, about well, too, I, because, I, I well, and you're going to talk oh. about it on Holocron. So you'll have more time to talk about the show than I ever will. So right. That's exactly. why. Okay. Well yeah. uh, then, then let me pose a question to you. What's something about it that you enjoyed? I, I didn't find much to enjoy because I found it that I didn't think the fight scenes were that interesting and they didn't do anything to say what's next. And that's to me very limited. This group came in. So it's unfortunately, I feel like this is going to be very on the nose and that's where I'm a little, that's where I'm very frustrated because I like Robert Rodriguez a lot. And I right. thought he would have done more with the cinematography. We spent half the time in flashbacks. And if we get the same kind of setup, I just think Star Wars is at a point where they just need to reinvent themselves. To me, I just found it unfulfilling and full of cameos. And that was the only thing that kept a lot of people excited because it was just like, oh, you saw this part. What does this mean? And that's what I, when I've heard all the reviews, that's what it's focused on. Those right. type of things, which to me is not good storytelling. It's just fan fanboyism. It's, it's the, it's, it's, it's the sure thing. You're right. It's, it's, it's yeah. not swinging yeah. for the fences. I can't disagree. Okay. So. Uh, this other thing, we started watching this, and it's brand spanking new. I think we started watching this last night because it's one of those, like, you turn on a streamer, and this is on Paramount+, Plus, and it says, watch this thing. And I'm like, what's this thing? And then I see something about it on the internet, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'll watch this thing. It's on Paramount+, Plus, uh, <laughs> starring an unlikely uh, pairing of something that I would enjoy, which is Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. No, it's not some ridiculous VH1 behind the music thing, even though it is produced by MTV Studios. No, it's called 1883. It's a prequel to a show from a few years back called Yellowstone, I think. Is that ringing a bell, Todd? You know anything about this? Yeah, I've heard it's only a prequel in name because it's so long that anybody that's in the current show, they've never been born. It's like the great-great-grandfather or something like that. Yeah, And to me, this is like a, a... 
of the it's not turn of the century because it's 1883 yeah, and yeah. it's about settling america and things like that so well it's, um, uh, but i've heard it's very yeah. popular phenomenally and again it's it was funny because i had to look it up i'm like how much of this can we watch and there are um there are three episodes we're on the third episode it comes out every sunday so there'll be another episode this upcoming sunday and i don't know how long it is so yeah we've kind of fallen into that trap we'll we'll, we'll finish watching this third episode later tonight or tomorrow whatever it is and then be stuck in this weekly like i gotta wait for this thing to come out um, which, uh, you know, it's a, th- there are varying schools of thought on if that's good or if that's bad. But yeah, this is, um, it's a very specific to the point about a group of settlers uh, and uh, the people that they can, it's, it's a group of immigrants, largely who don't speak English, Germans and gypsies and what have you, that are looking to move from Texas to Oregon in 1883. And the group is led by the resettling um, Tim McGraw's character, who his wife is, Faith Hill, his wife, uh, and their uh, teenage daughter, and they have a five-year-old son, and uh, you have, I would say, Sam Peckinpah, but it's Sam Elliott, who's as, as grisly as Lee Marvin, uh, as who's also- He still character. looks pretty good. I mean, he, Sam, Sam, he's always looked like he was he's, 65 he, years old. <laughs> his face looks droopier. Um, the mustache droops a little, but yeah, his whole face just looks a little lower. Um, and it's oh, fun fact, Charlie. Yes, he is now the new mayor on Family Guy. Oh, how funny! So he, t- he took Adam Mayor West, West and they call him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's mayor he's Mayor's West's brother. I yeah. I, have, I mean, I haven't touched Family Guy in five years, maybe longer. So you got me. There. I think the last thing I watched on Family Guy was the Simpsons crossover, and it was which I thought was oh wow, cool. that was so, like forever ago. <laughs> yeah, it was probably it was probably around the time we started doing this show. So yeah, I um. Oh, and the la- there is a genre tie-in with the last character. There's an African-American character played by the same actor who was the anti-monitor in the Flareoverse on over on the CW. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I, well, I don't I remember who that is. I, I, well, I, I'm like, why does that guy? Because I have this problem when I'm watching the show. I'm like, why does this guy seem so familiar? So I had to look it up, and yeah, he was the anti-monitor in the Arrow, Arrow Flareoverse and the... Uh, the crisis on infinite earths thing or whatever. So anyway, I'm enjoying it again. I can't remember the last Western. I really kind of dug my teeth into was probably true grit. And that's 10 years mm-hmm. gone by. Great. Yeah. flick. Gave us Haley Stenfield's first role. So, uh, and th- this now is cowboys really, versus aliens. Yeah. Well, yes. How, oh, how could one forget, but no, yeah, no, I really dig this. So I would, I would enjoy it, but again, it's, it's grit and it's violence and it's, it's there. There are no. There are no good guys. Everybody's trying to kill everybody, and it's it's intense. It's very intense. Did you ever watch Deadwood? No, I never did. Was that? That's I've heard that's show, very good. Is that a Showtime? Uh, HBO? HBO. It was oh, okay. HBO. Yeah, like and, and basically, you learned out that they probably swore more back in eighteen dickety two than they do that now. That was just the thing. <laughs> we were watching this, and some cowboys drops an f bomb, and April says, "Did they really talk like that back then?" I'm like, "They're like sailors, I'm sure. Sailors and cowboys always." But don't they like use know? different things though? It would be like be like dickety boo no, boo. No, they don't say any. And twenty three twenty three f and skidoo. They do not. No, so it's the the sw- the swearing is all very conventional, uh, but, but yeah, more, more uh, less educated swearing, most likely. Tim McGraw's a serious badass. He's shooting people left and right, and brains, and uh, just it's intense. I'm just saying it's intense. Oh. So if if it's your scene, you know Tim McGraw uh, didn't know he had the chops. I'm kind of impressed. He's he's doing good. He acted in a few things. I yeah, think he was on no, Friday Night Lights and things yeah, like that. So yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I looked him up. Although I don't think she's ever acted before. I could be wrong though. I could be. She is has the look of, and maybe it's a makeup effect, but she has the look of somebody who maybe should have used some sunscreen over the years because she 
looks very word is that she's had some work done, but I, I don't want to. I, I don't. I, it, I Hollywood I feel like people. They, mm. I feel like they worked it backwards because she looks very desiccated. I oh, guess well. is the word I would use. But anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. Yeah. Then this next thing you watch, we both watch. But I'll let you take the lead, and I won't jump in and start screaming. <laughs> No, if you watch it, I want to hear your thoughts about it. That's oh, the shared okay. experience, Charlie. It's not yes. just mine. It's yours as well. Because uh, okay. uh, we watched Encanto. This came uh, – this was in theaters in, in November, then dropped on, I believe, Christmas Eve on Disney+. Plus. Uh, very cool story. It takes place in South America about a family, uh, essentially – enchanted people with special abilities grandmother the matriarch uh she basically has this family where they come of an age and they go through a door and they develop uh a uh, ability that is supporting the family supporting the mm-hmm. community it's a very cool story um and it's a musical uh it, it is lin manuel miranda did all the music he's actually not in this um, but he obviously composed it and really good songs. A lot of fun right. uh, wordplay animations. Beautiful. This is by Disney animation, not Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, and just 90 minutes of, of good story where you basically have the daughter who didn't get any abilities, who right. essentially has to save the family because they find cracks right. in their foundation. As I, the, I, I said to April, yeah. I said, this is the inhumans, but the one who didn't get the abilities was Maximus the mad and he was the villain. So, Kind of turned it on its head. Exactly. Um, and this is, yeah, it was the South American X-Men or Inhumans, if you will. Um, yeah, it, it was it was an enchanting story. And I know that, like, I, I first caught bits and pieces of it when I was at Miranda's house hanging out with her kids. And they were loving it. They were second time through, they were loving it and singing through with it. So it is probably a pretty universal appeal. Now, you said this dropped in the theaters. I, I, I feel like I didn't hear anything about it until it was on Disney+. Plus. Was it just a very short run in the theaters? Or did I Short run. I think it was like 45 okay. days. I think that's what they're doing with okay. a lot of their movies. 45 yeah. days, somewhere in there. Some are 45, some are longer. Like in, uh, like in Humans drops next week, which would yeah. put it at, like, what, 60 days so Probably yeah, so, yeah 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 because that's dropping um the 12th yeah of of, yeah. of january so yeah, yeah because it's, it's that was, depending that on that was one that that april hasn't seen and we, we it was still in the theaters we were trying to go see it and we just couldn't mm-hmm. make the time work but no i went to go see it initially because i had a, yeah. a conflict and she couldn't make it but i needed to see it because we were talking about it on the show so um it was mandatory it, it was mandatory mandatory fun it's happening yeah, we almost saw this in theaters, but we decided to see Ghostbusters instead with the family when we were in Michigan. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, really Disney animation proper. Uh, and we did see Soul as well. I, You know, oh, that, both that, of these yeah, movies. That, that enjoyed. Yeah, both yeah. of these movies are fantastic. One is by Pixar, the others. Lots of good discussion after, you know, what did you think? What did you feel after you saw it? Obviously, Soul's about music, which Logan is right. huge into jazz bands. So it worked really well and we really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's great to have uh, good animation and good stories that are heartfelt. Right. And, you know, it's not just the crap festival, a lot of animated movies like what, uh, what was the last one, Pets 2 or something like that, which oh, is yeah, the, more the, of the, the same. The emoji movie and the trolls or yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I yeah. think Sing 2 is out in theaters right now. I'm not sure when yeah. that actually will go to streaming, but that, that's something where Logan really liked it. Maybe that'll be in streaming sometime soon. Right. I don't actually don't know if that's a universal one where maybe it'll come to Peacock maybe. Who Could knows? Be. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, check I, it out. I, yeah, I enjoyed it too. And yeah, I'd highly recommend it. That is of course on Disney okay. Plus, which you have it anyway. <laughs> so yeah, don't resist. Yes, enjoy uh, the musicals from Disney because they've been really good lately. So check it out. Yes, indeed they do. Well, my goodness, Todd, that kind of brings us 
Uh, to the close of the geekies, yeah, this is a very unusual episode because we're going to delve into the Thunderdome, and it's going to be a good. Uh, a, we got a lot to talk about because we are doing a lot of meat on the bone, Charlie. This week it's previews and predictions. Previews and predictions. So let's uh, let's uh, flag down. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Koala Airlines uh, to get us down under uh, to the Thunderdome, where we can uh, put ourselves in front of the, the mutants. Tina, let's go. To another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina! We're sitting in Thunderdome, where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, as I said, it is previews and predictions. This is what we know is coming in 2022, and our predictions of what we think will happen by the end of the year. And Charlie, I'll, I'll, next week I'll dig up our what we predicted and if it came true or not, just to ah, keep us on good. track, good, see how we good. did. But but until then, we're going to start with uh, previews of what we know and what will be coming, but with not all firm dates. We start with TV, Charlie. So um, actually something that's coming out uh, January 11th, we get Naomi. This is a new DC Comics heroine uh brian michael bendis created her when he came over to dc and it's she's a really cool character uh i think she's got a 12 issue run um she is a new addition and she is kind of a big fanboy of superman and then we find (laughs) out she has a unique past so i'll be curious to see if this one crosses over with lois and uh superman superman or not but i like where they're going with introducing another new character you said kind of a fanboy. Is it kind of like Kamala Khan? Is it like kind of cheeky and like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, okay, she's gotcha. she's a young okay. African-American girl, okay. probably 13, 14, doesn't have so a real clear pass. She's sounds adopted. Very, yeah, yeah. Sounds very familiar. yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to take a lead on these because you didn't give me a link. But what's funny is that a lot of them sound super familiar. So I'll be able to to pick up a thread when you're talking. But I mean, this next one is not hard at all because we, we've all known about this. Uh, one of the most fun parts of the Suicide Squad in the summertime was uh, John Cena's Peacemaker. Uh, and this is his show dropping. And I will admit, I don't think I watched the second trailer, but the first trailer was dynamite. Absolutely dynamite. You know, him hugging a bald eagle and just all kinds of crazy stuff. So this looks to be very satirical. I think Jason Patrick is a, a co-star or at least... He's the a, dad. The guest star is his dad, yeah. yeah. So this, lo- this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, January 13th is next week already so yeah time flies so stuff is really been rolling off the shelf so this this would be fun i don't without having it in front of me i'm just going to give a standard guess that this will be eight to ten episodes probably because most that's sure these yeah are these days, definitely but. r-rated and yeah, uh weekly drops yep yeah we, the first yeah. two are weekly drops yep right. uh the next one that you don't have any clue about because no, i am it, it sounds it sounds familiar so describe it to me okay uh ever heard of critical role no but the title of it sounds familiar because I've seen something. So Critical Role is a online phenomenon, I believe YouTube, whatever. It's about uh, these people, these voice actors who have made basically essentially a online D&D game called Critical Role. Uh, They have gotten so popular, they crowdfunded an animated series. So popular that it was picked up by Amazon Prime (laughs) to make it. So it's essentially that voice cast in an animated show of essentially what they created. And this is just okay. D&D fun. It's humorous, funny, doing fantasy stuff. And it's got a huge following. So this is going to be a big deal for a lot of people. They have a graphic novel out. They have the the, the stuff on YouTube. Um, I believe they even have some like graph, uh, D&D uh, campaigns and things you can do with them. 
Uh, so yeah, it's coming out uh, animated uh, January twenty eighth. Believe it'll be weekly drops again, maybe ten or nice. ten episodes. So if you're curious, if you're not, uh, it's there. I think, and it's funny. I think I'm going to address this in my predictions about week, weekly. Yeah, I'm going to modify what I have written here about weekly drops versus versus straight dump because very I, nice. Uh, I have I have some thoughts about that. You have concerns. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one. I don't know. March sixth. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called Shining Veil. It's going to be on Stars, and this one was interesting to me. Uh, Courtney Cox is in a supernatural comedy coming to Stars, which. I don't know what's on stars. I don't have it. It's a show. It's a ser- Once again, it's a network, a streaming network. I'm like, how are they still like alive? And Hey, they haven't been bought out by somebody else because it's hard to spend 13 bucks on a stars. Um, cause I just don't know if they have enough content ongoing. maybe one show. Are they on out? Are, are they, is outlander on stars? It, it is. And that's uh there was a date for that one, but I bet you skip. Yeah. I think that's coming up. Yeah. No, well, I it's, think, I it's, think... it's not a new show though, Charlie. It's just a, oh, another, these are all new shows. Yeah. I understand. Very good. Yes, that's very true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And then The Shining Veil, of course, reminds me of Shining Time Station from Thomas the Tank Engine, which all three of my sons loved. Uh, but I assume that this does not have a Thomas-like connection. So tell us all no. about it. Uh, I'll tell you, the. Uh, it basically also stars Greg Kinnear, Mira Sorvina, uh, Sorvino, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, oh, basically, uh, they, they uh, cash in their life savings, move from their cramped Brooklyn apartment to an old Victorian mansion in Shining Vale, Connecticut. And, uh, the move is part of a last-ditch effort to save their marriage after Pat engaged in a tort affair with a hot handyman named Frank. Oh my goodness, that's a churn of event. Uh, so essentially then leads us into to find that the uh, mansion may have stories that it wants to tell. Ooh, interesting. But again, yeah. you know, this would be one that, and again, that uh, Outlander, which is my wife's favorite show, this could be one that, that we could watch concurrently. But yeah. uh, again, Stars, who, who's the, the parent for Stars? Do we know? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Parent could Corporation. Be independent. Because again, I think that, like, we have Showtime now, because it bundled in with Paramount Plus, we have the annual thing, and it was like a hundred to do the annual Paramount, which we do because of the Star Treks, and it was hundred and thirty to slap Showtime on there, and 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 because we have been watching two shows on Showtime right now, we've been watching Yellow Jackets, which is crazy. And yeah, I've heard that's a crazy show. Dexter New Blood, which uh, I think the last episode is this next upcoming week. Uh, yeah, if you want something nuts, Todd, again, you have access to my Showtime. I would I would invite you to check it out because it is it is wacky. Um, but again, you know, it's like this is what I said, April. Who the hell needs another show, right? But so I exactly, and and ultimately, yeah. a, a, like a network like Stars, I think, and and even Showtime, pick it up when there's something you want to watch because ultimately, there's just right. not a new enough new content to keep you subscribed. No, it's because it's true. they don't have enough premium shows like and HBO Max where, does. Yeah, and that's where the bundling comes into play. Uh, of, of I I don't know computationally, I don't know how it means they make the, more money or whatever it is, but regardless. Um, this next one, which we don't get until September, Tadla, you know how I feel about the subject matter, but the thing about this that's most fascinating is it sounds like it's the most expensive thing that's ever been made. Yeah, and that's where the game has been raised to do these type of shows. Amazon already dipped into The Wheel of Time, which was very expensive, like $10 million an episode, which is a lesser known commodity than The Lord of the Rings, which we are getting from Amazon Prime in September 2nd. Jeff Bezos, uh, the Caucasian uh, Mr. Worldwide, as you you saw in the recent pictures. Uh, Yeah, he's got The Lord of the Rings coming. It's, it's, and probably it's, bank, bankrolled it off money he found in the in the cushions of his couch. 
the dude can <laughs> if the dude can afford to get a spaceship he can right. afford to bankroll this show off of our Amazon Prime subscriptions and our and our ill-begotten purchases but yeah this is coming it's going to be very expensive it's a new adaptation. It's not based off Peter Jackson. It's going to be off the books. What I'm hoping, and I think a lot of people are hoping, is uh, those movies, obviously only so long, uh, right. scrimped on some parts and did long, some different long, things. They were they were long, but only so long is what you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, anything when you yeah. adapt a book, right? That are they're, right. These are classics, and they're very long. That when you make um, even a movie three hours, you know, you're going to not get that characterization. You're not going to get those moments like you do in the book. So having an opportunity to do a TV series will potentially give us a different perspective of a much beloved franchise that we have not seen since The Hobbit, which... right. It was a doldrum for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I I can't disagree. I can't disagree. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, this is our last dated show that I saw. It was a brand new like geek genre show. Uh, but we have a long list of shows that are coming in 2022, but with no release dates. So we'll go through these fairly quickly. Um, so uh, Charlie, if you want to hit the first one, because I think you're you, you're familiar with obviously. Yeah, so I, think I, everybody mean, is. It, yeah. I think in a hell of a lot of these are um, our spinoffs or remakes. So uh, AMC is giving us Interview with the Vampire. That was a Anne Rice novel adapted in the early 90s with Brad Pitt and Sir Tom Cruise. And the young, uh, what's her Has name? he been knighted? I don't think he no, has. Been, no, I just thought that was, a, should I call him Tom Cruise Esquire? I don't know. Uh, one of my least favorite celebrities. But yeah, I don't, I don't know a ton about it. Uh, but I would imagine, uh, potentially just like Lord of the Rings, it may follow the book. Uh, oh God. Ooh, based on a card game, Todd, take it away. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with this, but I mean, I'm assuming they'll do something what they did with like the, that show arcane I've been watching where they take, I mean, they probably have novelizations, but it's essentially a card game. So basically they've got these cool illustrations and the cards looks really cool. I don't know if there's a, like a cool story behind it. I don't know. I, a lot of people follow this game and maybe they've created some lore, I don't know. It's coming to Netflix, Magic the Gathering. So it's there and it's coming. <laughs> uh, great. Very good. Next, <laughs> Did I have enough excitement for that? <laughs> that was good. You, you really you really packed it in. Uh, so next, whoops, just bonked my mic because my watch was doing something funny. Uh, next, we have kind of the dynasty of Disney Plus coming in. Uh, we have uh, Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaacs, which is going to uh, portray the Egyptian Marvel Batman uh, schizophrenic Moon Knight. Uh, not really sure what bent that's going to take. We also don't really have a date, as is the case with all the stuff uh, here. But I've always enjoyed the character. Again, he's gone to a lot of weird lengths. Uh, I think Mark Spector is the name of the original character. He was a soldier of fortune who, you know, stumbled upon some Egyptian doodad that turned him into Moon Knight. And there you go. Yeah, the Fist of Khonshu. Yes. Getting nuts. Getting nuts. I hope it's good. I mean... You know, it- what I, else do we have? We have no other adaptation. He's never been. Has right. he been on a cartoon? No. Uh, I so I yeah, believe, I don't believe he's ever been on a screen of of really. It's been in video mind, games, so. but typically right. not the star. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, here's one that's uh, had all the all, all the overexposure and Todd. It's all the comfort food beat hitting that you could count on. Obi Wan Kenobi. I think it's just called Kenobi uh, on Disney. So. This is going to re-engage you and McGregor. Uh, also, uh, Hayden Christensen is going to be in the mix as Vader, I'm guessing, or, or just as Anakin Skywalker. I'm guessing they could employ flashbacks of some variety, because otherwise, what the hell difference would it make if he was just in the in the you know black iron lung? Who it could be? It could be me. Throw me in there. I'll be great because uh, I'm the right height. 
But um, yeah, so this is going to be his time on Tatooine, presumably. But I guess they, I would imagine they have to get him off world at some point to do something. Because how interesting could something else on Tatooine being set capture anybody's imagination? I don't know. So I would, I would imagine this one will hopefully be filled with some surprises. I hope so too. We'll I hope they veer. I hope they like yeah. make you think it's going to be about one thing, and it's truly like he does a side mission to do something right. interesting, maybe with the Jedi that's not focused on Darth or right. Luke or something like that. Maybe it's a right. legacy thing. Maybe it's a, a unrequited love. Now that he's basically a Jedi without a master, right. that type of thing. Right? Could be unrequited love for his master. Interesting. I didn't say that. Oh no, Todd. Does this next one take us back to Raccoon City? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Resident I that, Evil. I just know that was the recent movie release and April looks at me and says, what the hell is Raccoon City? I'm like, why the hell are you asking me? It's, Let's get it's, well, it's named us. after uh, Japanese uh, Japanese developers thought that was a great name. And I'm like, I don't why know what it, doing. Oh, just I don't America. know, just Charlie. Call, call, call it America Town. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Resident <laughs> Evil uh, has struggled on the silver screen. Uh, the last movie did not get good reviews. And I don't know when it's even going to come City? out to Is anything. Called Raccoon City to get good reviews, I'm sure. Yeah, but I did see this Resident Evil series on Netflix. It's coming live action. Lance Reddick is in it, I believe. So I, okay. I, I'm hoping maybe they can do something different with it and make it good. But my expectations are very low with Resident Evil with good live plan. action. Yeah, yeah and it, even, the, even the animated stuff I've seen has been subpar at best and yeah. i love the video games though so but it could be a franchise that just doesn't work in video games because you can do crappy things right. and weird things that just are insane i mean maybe so is it live action or animated do we know I'm it's live action oh, okay. this one's live action they've done animated before well that is and again netflix seems to be a drop it all at once type of it we'll talk about that in a minute it just mo i feel like most of their stuff is that way so it is um, yeah uh maybe a few have been not but yeah, that I feel like a few, I, I feel like a yeah. few have been not, so I can agree with you there. But uh, next up is, and this is funny, it's a, a sitcom vibe, uh, shorter uh, in length per episode of the She-Hulk. Now we got uh, Tatiana Maslany, who is in Orphan Black, which is a show that April loved very much. Uh, you've got the return of Mark Ruffalo and the return of Tim Roth as the Abomination, who we actually saw in Shang Chi, which was. Pretty quirky, and he wears pants now too. I noticed, uh, so he might be wearing pants in this. But I think they're they also have uh Jamila Jamil as uh, Titania, who was uh, uh, a character from the original Secret Wars that was crafted on the Beyonders planet and actually kicked the shit out of the She Hulk. So that could be kind of interesting as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. I've always loved the She Hulk, she's a uh, she's a heritage of the 1980s of the Avengers. She also filled in for the thing in the Fantastic Four post-Secret War. So that's kind of when I became familiar with the character. She also had long, great runs by John Byrne, who is a creator that I love. So I'm fired up for this. But again, who the hell knows when? In 2022. That's what we know. <laughs> they got to start announcing some dates because, yeah, know, we've got nothing it's, on it's, the vine for Marvel TV this only, year. Only January 4th as we record this. So we'll cut them. Yeah, we'll but I'd hope they plug something in before... We got till next for Doctor Strange because it's going to be a long yeah. time we oh, get until May they, comes around. They got to squeeze something into at least the end of first quarter. They're going to be. They're gonna I would be hope dying. so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's so. just so tricky because all the things they've laid down that it's like right. can they even play around with releases because right. they're all mixed together now. So yeah, right. Ooh. It's going to be fun though. I, I think I it's going to be. I think it's going to be a unique one. Comedy um, uh, should I be agree. good. 
I agree. Now this next one, and you talk about it, but this is the this is the DC version of the character, but it's on Netflix and instead of HBO. Kind of weird. Correct. That's yeah. I I don't know why we are getting still properties from DC that play elsewhere than HBO Max. It's very weird. I don't understand it. Um, we've had that before with like some of the Gotham shows around Fox. I don't understand it. It's it's weird, but it is what it is. This was probably in the mix before HBO Max. Charlie is my guess. Right. That's yeah. that. That would be the surefire thing. I would yeah. agree with you. And it's an odd one because Neil Gaiman is heavily involved as the creator of Sandman. Uh, so, and this is something where we have only heard audio dramas, the comics, and that's it with the Sandman. Neil Gaiman is heavily involved in this. We've got a great cast: Jenna Coleman, David Thewlis, Stephen Fry, Pat Oswalt. Uh, oh. Let's see who else. Gwendolyn Christie, uh, you know, uh, is going to be a big character in this. Um, yeah, a lot really good. Uh, really good cast david Thulis, uh yeah I'm, I'm excited for this and it's uh supposedly will adapt the first uh collected story preludes okay. and nocturnes and a little bit more so if we're going at that pace that's not great because there's like eight or nine collected volumes unless you're doing nine seasons and very few shows on netflix have got nine seasons it, it, it all depends on if people are watching it and again i will i guess i will i guess i'm not a good enough businessman to really understand the whole this series is popular making us money i don't know uh it all depends on who's signing up and not sharing their password with you know eight different people not that i'm guilty of that in any way shape or form yeah. But moving on to a show that I feel like is never going to come out, the fourth season of Stranger Things. We've had like 48 trailers over the last two years because the last season of this was on in 2019, early 2019. I think, so I think, we've yeah. had now three whole years gone by. So are the kids really teenagers anymore? I don't know. Uh, they were yeah, when they we're, filmed it. <laughs> I get, oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're getting uh, kind of a California Dreamin' vibe was the last one where you see Eleven is, is living on the left coast. But she obviously gets pulled back to Hawkins, Indiana, uh, where there is a haunted house of some variety. And then hijinks clearly ensue. So they got to put this out this year because, my God. <laughs> it's really, been a long time, yeah. They're re- they're, yeah, they're really, they're really taking it to the limit, as the Eagles would say. Uh, and it's only season four. We're supposed to get another season after this. So hopefully this happens another, so we can – In another yeah. 17 years, but they'll film it now. <laughs> Absolutely. So next, uh, hopefully a, a, a TV show, Willow, uh, which we last saw on a movie screen in the mid-'80s, will hopefully get a redemption. And maybe in the hands of some proper people as a series, it will bring fantasy to Disney+. Plus. I, I believe we are getting some returning champions to the TV series. It would be cool to see, um, you know, obviously, Mad Mardigan. I don't know if he's in the position to act anymore, but it would be cool to see him come back. Val Kilmer, maybe in a role where he's dying on his deathbed, he doesn't have to speak much. Probably, yeah. He wouldn't, wouldn't have to go too far to the poor, so... Um. This one, this next one, I have no idea. Okay. I still have. Okay. I still Do have we take the next favorite. two? You, <laughs> the next you, three, maybe. I'll, I'll you, move these in order, so then no, then no, it doesn't look like I'm dominating. Okay. Well, you take the next one, Charlie. I just added in. Okay. Well, very good. Well, this is one that I have uh, personally invested in. I love Anson Mount's portrayal of Captain Christopher Pike uh, in Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, uh, which we uh, got a nice teaser trailer for uh, back on Star Trek Day in September. This is presumably, though we don't know for a fact, taking place after uh, the the portrayal of these characters launched in season two of Star Trek Discovery, uh, which was last year, last year at the end of last year, uh, or excuse me, twenty nineteen. So 
Super, super very cool. Uh, great to see, you know, to pick up some threads of maybe some things that happened back then. But again, we have Ethan Peck as a young Lieutenant Spock, and we have Rebecca Romaine as number one, the first officer of the ship. So very fired up to see where they go with this. And of course, giving me opportunity to buy more Starfleet uniforms. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more new Star Trek because um, the last new show we got was uh, The Prodigy, which um, I do need yeah, to get back to, but I really enjoy come, it. Yeah, come, comes back this week. It's on this week. Yes, yes. Uh, so next we've got The Witcher Blood Origin. This is essentially telling the history of the Witchers, how they became 1,200 years before, though. So where this is far in advance. It's not going to be a cameo fest because they don't live forever. Uh, but the cool part is, Michelle Yeoh is going to be a lead in this, and that is fantastic. I love her so much. The fact that she is discovering so much fame in the later half of her career, it's wonderful. I love what they've done with Netflix. I've watched the animated version. I love the games. It's really become one of my favorite new franchises that they're managing in so many different mediums. Awesome. Hey, if you love it, you love it. It's just, it's not for me, but I know it's for a lot. A lot of people are telling me just how great it is, so that that is pretty cool. I like it. I like it, I like it. Uh, and again, Todd dipping into mm, gotta 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 flip over all the rocks. Uh, this one, this one, I will admit, I have a little bit bigger interest in because it's it's Star Wars again. It's about the character of Cassie Andor, who we met in uh, the Star Wars uh, Rogue One story. Uh, and this is really this is a spy thriller. Cassie Andor was uh, part of Rebel Intelligence, uh, so he was going around doing the dirty deeds and the bad stuff uh, to further the cause of. The Rebellion, which is kind of, that's where I live in Star Wars. That's kind of my favorite piece. So I would say of the Star Wars stuff, I'm probably the most excited for this one. This one really fires me up. But again, would love to know. I'm thinking all these Disney Plus shows must be must all be six episodes. Because how else? With yeah, 52 I think weeks, you're right. With 52 weeks in a year, and then interspersing them with the Marvel shows, and they don't want to run. They've been running two at the same time, have they? So they've just been like, here's six of Star Wars, here's six of Marvel, here's six of Sometimes they do overlaps, but I don't think we've got one coming up, though. We don't no, have anything. No, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They better yeah. get on the button or they're just going to let us know stuff's being moved. So anyway. Exactly. I like Charlie, but you should be excited because guess who's back? Mon Mothma. She's my j- j- act- act- actress Genevieve O'Reilly from Ireland. God, you I nailed it, Charlie. Woo. I know. You'd almost think I'd do a Star Wars podcast, but forgot that. Obviously, Thrawn has red eyes, which I've not lived down yet. If oh, well. they can veer on this one, once again, if they can veer and just do a really cool side story that isn't about taking down the Empire, doing different things, gets us some intel about some future threat that hasn't right. been realized and can right. be so, developed far past, that would be cool. Right. Right. A lot. The long tie-in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, well, cool. All right. So what's next? Yes, House of the Dragon. Uh, this is going to be debuting, I believe, in the back half. Might probably guess like an October-November premiere. Uh, this is going to be the first official second series in uh, Game of Thrones. This is taking place with our uh, the former leaders of uh, of the Game of Thrones audience, uh, the, the Dragon King, uh, essentially. Matt Smith is in the lead role, I believe, or at least he's right. the king. Um, right. And we get some more in, you know, we get to hear more about what the world was like before then. I think it's like 90 years before, so it's not as far as I would like it to be away. But still, if they don't hit too much like, oh, remember that guy? That's his, that's his grandpa. Right. Don't want that, right. but it could be cool. 
Get very, get very Star Warsy. You certainly yeah. do. You certainly don't want that deal. So uh, next up uh, is kind of a return to dealing with the scrolls uh, in the Marvel Universe's Secret Invasion uh, on Disney Plus. We know that we're getting uh, Sam Jackson returning. We're knowing that we're getting uh, Colby Smolders uh, on her way to the mall as Maria Hill. Uh, ben Domendo will be coming back as Talos, the head scroll dude. And um, so yeah, we we last saw got a little taste of them at the end of uh, Spider Man. Uh, far from home, um, and obviously spinning off of their original appearance in the Captain, Mar- the period piece of Captain Marvel from the set in the 1990s. So this is awesome. Uh, Secret Invasion, of course, refers to a uh, early 2000s uh, Marvel comic crossover where we found out that a lot of the key uh, heroes and villains that we know of uh, were all scrolls, and their uh, original counterparts had been scrolled away to a scroll planet and came back to Earth to foil the scrolls from enacting their final takeover of the planet. So I love to see, I will look forward to see how they're going to adapt that. That's this is going to be cool if they can pull it off and have some fun with it right, and introduce right, right. some new things. Hopefully we'll see new how that goes. Yeah. Once again, we got a lot of shows out here, guys. Can't put everything yeah. in the back half. You can't yeah. do it. Well, or they're going to have to start doubling I mean, they up. could, but it would be a something, little bit cramped. Something's on Tuesday. Something comes out on Tuesday. Something comes out on Thursday. Make it happen. Yeah, not sure if they're going to do that, Charlie. They like to have that event era where it's just one focus. It's something um, that yeah. rules for a week. Well, they've only got 52 weeks, and they've already burned up exactly. at, at, least, at least the first four of them. So get it together, yeah. guys. Yeah, next we've got The Last of Us. This is a Sony joint uh, coming to HBO Max. Um, Sony doesn't have a streaming service, so they are partnering up. Uh, I will talk more about that in the predictions. Uh, But essentially, this is a great story about a virus outbreak that essentially puts mankind at risk for ending. And these are the survivors, The Last of Us. Uh, And this one will focus once again on uh, the end of humanity and a special relationship between two people uh a man who's to protect a girl that he really doesn't want to and the girl who doesn't want to be protected by the man as he protects her on a cross-country trek and finding that once again who is the most dangerous among us charlie always the other people correct Correct. So I can't wait for this. Looks cool. The creator of the game is actually going to be involved in the script writing, but the creative staff is by the people who made Chernobyl. So this once again should be elevating the level of video game, uh, uh, video games on in another media, which is great. Sweet. Uh, swinging back to Disney Plus, Ms. Marvel. This is actually uh, a nice tee up of not only one of the. Uh, best original characters that we've had in the 21st century from Marvel. That is Kamala Khan, who I was talking about a little bit earlier in the broadcast. Uh, As the fangirl superhero who uh, takes a big old sniff of those Terrigen crystals and becomes an inhuman. Uh, So we're going to see her, uh, this character portrayed, but this is actually going to spin into Captain Marvel 2, or The Marvels, which will be, uh, then again, Carol Danvers, uh, played by Brie Larson. We'll also be getting Monica Rambeau back as photon slash specter slash ms captain marvel whatever it is and then this kamala khan character as well so this will set that up i don't know that we've heard of any uh co-starring characters with this um so i get a feeling since we have such limited information this might be a little bit later on in the year but 
everything feels like it's later in the year right now because we don't well we've seen lots of like her in your costume and things like that so i think we've seen more of this than we have the other series so this one could be nearer than i think we get but uh yeah very cool and maybe we'll get a flim flam charlie since the inhumans were not so popular maybe they change your origin story she's not an inhuman but maybe she's a mutant which would be a great flim flam they could do it it's a good flim flam uh tad this next one i know in, in its original form was one of your absolute favorites Yes, so Avatar Last Airbender, great uh, animated series, horrible movie by Mr. M. Knight. Uh, But we are hoping we get a redemption as the creators are back and they are bringing Avatar The Last Airbender in a series to Netflix. The funny part is I thought this was owned by um, Nickelodeon, Viacom, and I but maybe this was developed well before Paramount Plus came out. So once again, hopefully they nail this um, and the cast looks great. Shake it, shake it, shake it, don't break it. Uh, Captain America, the Cape Crusader, Captain America. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it's got a cape. That would be Batman, the uh, Cape Crusader. We talked about this one. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know if I know what this one is. We talked about one that's going to be. Yeah, this is the original, the original uh, creator of Batman the Animated Series is coming back to uh, Batman Animated on HBO Max. Okay. So this is highly anticipated for animation fans. Gotcha. Very good. And what do we know about it? Not much. It's Batman. Not much. Um, it's Batman. I will, te- I will tell you, I'll, I'll do a little piece of this next one because we were watching a movie on Pluto. Tidy will appreciate this. I, we picked an old movie to watch on Pluto last uh, night. You were, you were in space on Pluto? Yes, yes, uh, on Pluto. No, on Pluto, the app. Uh, and, the, you know, it's movies for free because they they'll have commercial blocks yeah. of like mm-hmm. 10 commercials in a row. Well, apparently the good people at Paramount Plus, I don't know if it's one, that's what April said, is it Paramount Plus on this because it's all their stuff. For the spots, so I saw like this Halo, this commercial for Halo, which is going to be on Paramount Plus, like five times, and I was like, "Ooh, wow, that looks." Because I mean, I've heard smatterings of it, you know, the Master Chief and Burr Burr Burr, and it's this big space thing, and they got the big ships and this and that. So I, I am kind of excited for this one myself. Believe it or not, looks pretty sweet. Yes, first answer. Pluto, Pluto is owned by Viacom, Charlie. There so good call. You go. Yes, yes, nice. it makes sense. Everybody's getting into that like uh, free streaming with commercials, content, right. eighty-five one, one, one. things. Yeah, but uh, Halo is, I think, an easy one. Well, it'll be difficult and easy pull off. It's a space marine who has to take on aliens. I mean, how cool is that? The mythology is a little weird, get a little creative and things like that. But it's basically aliens who want to take over the world, and you're a space marine who's basically been augmented to take on uh, this threat. Um, but the problem is Master Chief, who you saw in the big armor, does not speak a lot and doesn't take off his helmet. So very similar to the Mandalorian. We saw the Mandalorian pull it off. I think they right. could do the same thing. Man of few wow. words, but the supporting cast brings out the personality. So it could as, be good. And it's Microsoft, so they got billions of trillions of dollars. So the, as, the as, production as should be good. As long as we get a cute child that needs to be rescued, because isn't that really the formula? Yes, as as Mandalorian season three, we'll be oh, introducing yes. a baby Ewok. You know, we haven't seen an Ewok in a long time. It's, it's the last time. Ewok. They were all killed off time. by right. by uh, Jar Jar Binks in his. Right. Oh, uh, he, he dropped Lord, a, Lord, he, he 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 tripped and dropped a <laughs> thermo detonator the size of a planet on right. the uh, indoor. Uh, planet moon planet uh there right. we go and the ewoks are dead except for this one ewok baby oh my god you just wrote the whole thing but yeah mando season three it was funny because april and i i asked her because mark and i are going to record kind of our looking forward to star wars uh here in a little bit and i i said april yesterday i said what 
would you, I mean, here's the things that are coming out. What are you, what are you into? She says, well, Mando season three. Cause I, you know, and I said, yeah, you know, because now, you know, Bo Karen and the wrestler chick and, uh, Cara Dune will mysteriously disappear. Uh, and then Mando have this Imperial cruiser and they're going to go to Mandalore and they're going to wreck shop. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what that's like. Uh, maybe Luke and baby Yoda will pop in at the end, you know, just to give people the fan, you know, cause it's star Wars. Miss gotta you. Got to have that fan service. Visitation. Did he get visitation? Yes, exactly. Well, he'll have to. He'll. He will. He will have to have that in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, oh my God, that was an exhaustive list. That's that's. We got like a Charlie. We got a lot of stuff coming, but we don't have dates. So right, if they exactly. got to start announcing these damn things, or it's going to be a very crowded back right. half. All right, we are done with TV. We are moving on to movies uh, very quickly. Uh, we don't have a huge roster, but this it's kind of we already have some updates to this. Uh, we do have Scream, the new Scream movie. I don't know what remember it's Scream 4, Scream 18, don't know. It's coming out January 14th. I'm very excited for that. Five or six? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I always enjoy those. I mean, you want to talk about formulaic and comfort food. They're, they're never going to. Break real big ground with the Scream movie, but uh, uh, we've already had one big change since you dropped this, man. And that Absolutely. Morbius, which was supposed to come out on January 21, is now coming out in April, I think. Or Correct. May? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Coming in April. Yeah. Yep. So, so Sony clearly has fears about uh, the uh, possible new flare up of the coronavirus, which you can completely understand. Uh, so we will be seeing that one after we see, assuming the state doesn't change as well. The Batman with Rob Bat, Bat and Bat, uh, which we just got. We just got a kind of a taste of new trailer for that one as well. Um, we did. We did. So, you know, Batman, you know, say what you will like, you know, well, it's just not very much like this thing or that thing. And I mean, Batman is it, it's its own living entity. You know, it's going to be a different interpretation every time out. So I, I take it all. I've seen all different versions of bet dudes and stuff so i'm i'm all about this i think this, uh, i will give i will give this its fair shake with the you know nirvana style batman the the kurt cobain batman i think someone said with this with his with his his you know soccer dude bangs and his mascara awesome yeah the only thing i'm not buying yet is the riddler snm duct tape mm. outfit but you know what i'm gonna see how it works but everything right. else, I'm I'm really curious to see how this comes together. I hope it goes well because I'm I I I hope they dig deep into the detective work, show us something new with Batman that we haven't seen before because that's what you can always True. do with Batman. True. And you know, True. bring True. him into the modern age because last one we got was Ben Affleck with uh, Zack Snyder. So I'm ready for new Batman. Yes, yes, absolutely. I saw a trailer for this one in front of something fairly recently, and this is the the latest Pixar is turning red. Uh, the story of a ooh, but it's a typo in this article. The story of the story of a girl who turns into a giant red panda when she gets excited. Oh boy, it's the reverse of the. It's the kind of the, it's like a puberty tale, the, I believe. It's the reverse of the Hulk in that she's red, not green, and she gets excited, not angry. So it's a reverse Hulk. Call the movie the Red Reverse Hulk. Uh, yes. Yes, that looks like fun. We'll skip the next one because nobody cares, and we'll go to April the eighth. What comes out on April the eighth, Todd? Oh, this should be fun. Sonic the Hedgehog two. We saw oh, yeah. a trailer at the movie awards or the video game awards. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty quick release from that first trailer, April eighth. And once again, they're just upping the stakes. We got Idris Elba's Elba as Knuckles. Jim Carrey's back with an awesome mustache. It looks good. Tails is gonna debut. It's just more Sonic. If you liked it. I hope this is as good as the last one was and not worse. 
I, I I love it. My and my son is a huge fan, so that 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 makes me a huge fan too. So, uh, secondly, here's one that, that that put out a trailer that actually made me care about it. This would be part three of the Fantastic Beasts, part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, so this looks like fun. So we're getting Jude Law as Dumbledore again, uh, and Eddie Redmayne, Todd's favorite actor. Uh, and Mads Mickelson is now Grindelwald because Johnny Depp did something to get himself thrown out. I don't really recall. We don't need to bring that up. Okay, very good. But anyway, that's why. And like I think we talked about this previously, it makes sense because Grindelwald's a shapeshifter, yada, yada, yada. Trailer looked very exciting. Um, yeah. Bl- with a bluey kablooey. So I, I am- hope the series can take a pivot to actually being interesting and with some, I would say, maybe more energetic actors can get people really into this franchise versus sorry eddie redmayne does not cannot run a franchise he just doesn't have the energy doesn't have the charisma johnny mumblebutt no he most certainly cannot um but speaking of charisma in in spades that would be uh the may 6th release of doctor strange in the multiverse of madness or is the people on that that uh this week in marvel always say marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because it could be somebody else's Doctor Strange. You don't know. You got to be clear. Uh, so anyway, we got a pretty solid trailer for this as a stinger at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, which kind of annoyed me, but here we are. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's getting in the mix with Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff. We're also getting uh, the character of America Ferrera, which is a newer character from the last couple of decades. Uh, and then we're also we're getting our first... America Ferrera, is that her name? Did I know America Chavez? <laughs> like I, I know her from Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty's in this. Nailed it. Yes. yes. Betty. No, America for well, no, thanks for catching. You know that it's that Superstore crossover uh, to the MCU mm. you've been waiting for. Uh, but anyway, we're also getting the first that I can think of uh, animated to live action MCU crossover with Evil Doctor Strange from What If. Uh, am I right? Is that the first? It is. I, I believe so. Yeah. We yes, could get more good. in this movie too. You know? I'm keeping if we're my just fingers getting, crossed. Yeah. Give me Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Yeah. Uh, the evil. Or we could get the, God, the undead Marvel universe oh, could yeah, come through too. Yeah. yeah. I, li- I yeah. love it. I'm could, totally be could be fun. Could be fun. Then we get, stuff. yeah, DC's League of Super Pets. We've talked about this. The trailer looks great. It looks fun. DC makes really good, like, when they when they nail the funny animated part they do really well right. with the lego and the, the the movies we've seen before teen titans so i hope this is good and dwayne johnson and this is gonna be uh you know big movie for the kids which we don't right. have one that i saw here we don't have any kids movies so except for sonic but yeah cool absolutely correct and then next up is a movie that i feel like they probably filmed about 10 years ago that feels like top, it. top gun 2 captain gun 2 maverick i don't don't remember that they actually called it Maverick. Maybe they changed that up, or maybe I didn't notice. So yeah. this is another one of those sequels that you don't know if you want it. It scares the shit out of me because we've gotten a string of those in recent years, including most recently The Matrix a couple of weeks ago, which none of us really had fun with. Todd, you did finally see it, right? I am not done because movies are two and a half <laughs> hours now, and <laughs> I'm like, God, what am I going to find? So I watched the first part of it, and I need to finish it. Oh, then we will then we will leave it alone. But anyway, yeah. So we're seeing uh, we're seeing Pete Mitchell Maverick as a uh, aging Navy captain finally brought back uh, ordered back to Top Gun, where he comes face to face with uh, the son, the adult son of his dead former flying partner. That would be Goose, and it's lots of flying and stuff. And this is absolutely one that you got to see in the theaters. But yeah, uh, planned July. 
2019 release. So this will be almost three years after its original yeah. release. This is going to come out if it comes out then. So I, I'm excited to see it, but I get a feeling it won't exactly be Shakespeare in the Park. But I know it will be Shakespeare in the Park. And Todd, I think this maybe this is your most highly anticipated film of the year. So you go ahead. I don't know if this is actually happening. So Bob's Burgers is getting a movie, which we've seen that with The Simpsons. Bob's Burgers. I, I just have heard nothing. There's been nothing to say there's a yeah, movie coming out. Right. So this could just be Flim Flam, Charlie. Apparently it was supposed to be scheduled for September 21st, 2021, but we wouldn't even have got a trailer. So I right. just don't know if this is happening. So I hope it is, but it's probably not. Right. And okay. where would this show up on Hulu, maybe? Because Disney Plus does not have Bob's Burgers, even though it's perfect because there's nothing offensive. Right. It would be a good place for it. Oh, you know, offensive is obviously so subjective. So uh, regardless, uh, then we get, uh, oh boy, and this is a, this is a franchise I kind of wish would go away. I'm not I haven't seen it. any of these new ones and oh, I have no Jurassic interest World? to be honest. Yeah, I, it is, it is 100% leather, rinse, repeat, comfort food. Why do we go back to the island with all the dinosaurs? Uh, so Jurassic World 3, uh, this would be, yeah, because the last one was Fallen Kingdom. So the island was falling apart. They had to rescue some dinosaurs, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we, there is no description of this in any way, shape or form. It's dinosaurs, Charlie. What else do you need to know? And you don't really need a human actor. So that's okay. Uh, this next one though, uh, I've seen uh, the trailer for a couple times and I'm excited. So Todd, go ahead. Yeah. Lightyear looks awesome. And this is essentially a reverse where you essentially have the series of Buzz Lightyear that inspired the toys that were in Toy Story. So this is like a live action, I guess you would say. Buzz Lightyear, and it looks really cool. And we, but we got Chris Evans right. playing Buzz, which is not Tim Allen. And it's very odd, but it looks right. really cool. And this creates a a universe of Buzz Lightyear with aliens and fun. This could be great. It could be a cool it, new take I, on uh, sci-fi and animation with Disney. I totally agree. Next up, no, oh, Todd, I should have saved this one for you. I'll take it since you're yawning. Uh, oh, Thor yeah, 11 Thunder, July 8th, 2022, which for some reason I thought this was coming out in the fall. But regardless, I'm glad it's coming out early because I loved the last Thor movie. I oh love goodness, Thor. Yes. He's one of my favorite characters. And since we're on video, I can show you my tattoo. There you go. Another reason this, to watch the video. Yes, that's the reason right there. Yes, Gotta have yes, it. Gotta yes. Have but, it. you know, we're getting Natalie Portman returning, apparently coming to be the Lady Thor. Uh, or just Thor as the lady. Uh, and that could be kind of cool if it's pulled off well. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tess, Tess Thompson, Taika Waititi. And this one is also going to include the Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe. And I'm curious to see what the big bad is. It's supposed to be Gore, this god killer, who is played by Christian Bale. Um, that is a new character. So it's part of new mythology within uh, Marvel Comics as well. So it's a part of a, a more of a recent comic series. So I'm, I'm going to be curious how they pull that off because they, they, they totally batched Malekith. Maybe they'll get this right. But I can't wait. I love the sense of humor and what they've done with Thor versus making him kind of boring. Who is to say, my friend? Who is to say? So uh, next up, then uh, very forgettable, Seven. Mission Impossible 7. There's no plot details because there's not going to be any plot. September 30. <laughs> there's going to be masks, maybe. Uh, right. Betrayal. And spies. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise hanging from the side of something. But uh, uh, more interestingly than that, Todd, you got two, so I'm still another one. Uh, Chris Miller, and is this Chris Miller and Phil Lord? Tweeted uh, uh, in April of last year, 
about the date that it has been pushed to this date of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, where we got not really a trailer a little while back. That was just a teaser. Uh, seeing, My- seeing Miles and Gwen uh, bouncing in front of Azur Isaacs playing uh, Miguel O'Hara as Spider-Man 2099. So I like it. It's a good time slot, too, because it's like right. right in the middle of where nothing big is coming out. Right. Big fans. I, I love this, this slot. It's going to be awesome. Uh, cannot wait for that. It's going to be awesome. And it's the, it's the one area I trust Sony to make something good when it comes to superheroes. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, then we get into of, Flash. Oh, Charlie. Could be, could be the game changer. I hope so. There's a lot of interest in this movie. So this is essentially the second DC film of the year. Well, third, if you count Super Pets. The Flash. This apparently will be Flashpoint. We saw some teasers. We know we are going to get some classic cameos, which can be done well or horribly wrong. We'll see how this mm-hmm. works. Ezra Miller is a kind of a mixed bag of odd, weird charisma that hopefully very, very, he's yeah, pulled off well. And I can't remember who's directing this, but I hope it goes well. Because DC, right? they got, the way they we're getting it. this is going to, is essentially if, if the, if, if the Batman works and the flash works, we can, wash the bad taste of Wonder Woman 80, 84 right. out of her mouth and get some good stuff moving forward. Wash that man right out of your hair. There you are. I love this next film, Charlie. Oh, skip it. <laughs> Untitled Disney film. Yeah, right? let's move on. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, written and directed by Ryan Coogler, who I believe he had a big run on the comics, didn't he? Wasn't he? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I think you're thinking of I'm, someone else. I'm thinking of someone else. It's on the tip of my tongue. What's the what's the big uh, the big Black Panther run? Coates was last name of the uh, oh Natisi Coates, yeah. There you go, yeah, that was the run. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously the this script has been tweaked uh, since passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, so we could look to see uh, Suri, the character of Suri, his sister, take the lead, or maybe it'll go in a totally different direction. But the Submariner has been rumored as being a uh, as as being a villainous character in this, so I heard uh, Ironheart might be involved in this as well. Right, 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 right. So that would be cool. So another untitled Disney film. We'll skip that. Uh, and then we're into December with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Woo! It's lost. Yes. So hopefully, I enjoyed the first one. It was a light action adventure type of like Indiana Jones looking for the 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 Deus Machina thing, the red herring. The whatever right. you want to call the MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope this is fun. Aquaman Lost Kingdom, it could, it could be fun. We get Dolph Lundgren back underwater. Why not? It's it's light, it's stupid, it's fun. It's Aquaman. It's light, it's stupid, it's fun. It's Aquaman. Um, yeah, and then lastly, Charlie, I know you're excited. Everybody's excited about this happening. Avatar 2, December 16th. So it's a face-off between Aquaman and Mr. Jim Cameron with the blue people under the water, apparently. That's where we're going in this one. I don't have anything to say about this. Um, I will be curious to see if it has the attention that the first movie had, especially with 3D being such a huge part. I don't know if people are even making 3D movies, have 3D theaters. Uh, So without that, is it an event anymore, or is it just another weird sci-fi series? Mm, I don't know. Uh... (laughs) I just, you know, the first Avatar was like, oh, it's the biggest film of all time and this thing and that thing. And I just, I just, just really didn't end up caring for it. But then again, uh, it made all that money. So, so, so somebody somewhere did. So that's where it's at. So we'll see if lightning in that bottle can twice be struck. 
Yeah, you and if you're a franch, if you're a fan of the franchise, I just love to hear like what excites you about the 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 the, the whole world of Avatar. Right. Um, I just despise the look of the aliens and the way I just did find nothing appealing right. at all about that world. I, know. I just don't know. I know. Yeah, I know. It could be, you know, and again, with it being over 10 years gone by, it could be the nostalgia goggles of a childhood audience. That's could be. That's so what, that's that is our preview of 2020. Uh, just lastly, though, Marvel or image turns 30 this year, Charlie, in 2022, who would have thought Tom McFarlane, Jim Lee, all those guys, congratulations on 30 years. Not bad. Still, are they? Are they still? And they're still kicking it. What are they? What oh are they yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the, you know invincible. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Robert Kirkman is is one of the uh, owners yeah. of Image now. So yeah, they're they're just doing really cool comics and putting a lot of stuff in the streaming realm. So yeah, so we're getting to our predictions now. So we've got three categories: TV, movie, and we said general trend, but it could be you know. Anything else that's a non-catch-all, right. collectibles, whatever. So we're going to do the first one, which is TV. So, Charlie, you go to TV, and you do yours, and I'll do mine. Okay. Now, I, I had alluded to this a little bit earlier, and I think, uh, with the exception of Netflix, this is kind of happening. But I just feel like a, a you know, kind of a, a product puke or just a dump of all the episodes of a show. I think it's kind of passe. Uh, people do love it. Uh, and that's one thing. But again, we're living in a world where uh, it's what the, it's it's how the corporations can make their bucks. And they're not going to make their bucks by you taking a weekend to knock through Stranger Things and then canceling your Netflix for some other reason. They've got to keep you on the line. So I, I feel like this could be a trend that's going to continue to persist. I don't know if that means that things are returning aren't going to be the way that they were. But I think you're still going to see shows that come out and encourage uh for obvious reasons, um, you know, the fact that they want to keep release things weekly and keep them uh, in tone. Um, I think that, and this cracks me up, the more memes I see, the more people bitching about it. All the Star Trek shows that are that are expiring off of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, and people can't understand why. At least in this country, because I know things vary around the world. That is something that is, you know, buckle up. It's what's going to happen. People who own IPs are going to bring those IPs exclusively to streaming services that they control. It's business, you know. So I think you're going to see more of that. Uh, and Todd, you predicted this too. Uh, services like Netflix uh, or or Hulu or Prime are going to continue to lose things that they don't own. They're going to let those uh, lapse, and they're going to be spending their money uh, on producing their own original content because. That's the entertainment world that we live in. So I think, and particularly us having spent the la- us as a culture having spent the last nearly two years sitting on our couch watching things, there's more and more of a focus on it all the time. I, I totally agree with you, Charlie. I just think uh, the whole point of dropping something all at once came from kind of a myth that it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. It came about because Netflix had old series that were already done, and you could watch them. Right. And then they did made House of Cards. House of Cards right. came out in like 2013, so it's not like this has been forever. No, it's just that right. was Netflix's plan. Um, and we've seen that Netflix has started to cancel shows that don't perform in three weeks. Right. Um, that's just silly. It's just like you were going to waste all that movie to make money to wake all these sets and everything, the actors, all this development to not do a series series two, You're not giving it time to grow an audience, to find right. a word, to get buzz. And I right. feel like shows that are dropped weekly continue to get engagement, tell people it's there. And guess what? After eight weeks, if you wanted to wait to binge it, wait eight weeks, it's there and people right. will tell you like all about it. So, and I, and, and, and I don't. And, and, 
and you end any season with a bang, and people are going to be hanging on the line. Some show we were watching just ended, and they're like, well, got to wait another year. Oh, the Cobra Kai, which mm-hmm. you and I both watched. Uh, what the hell's going to happen next? Well, I'll catch you in a year, and you can find out. Exactly, you know? so, and it's yeah, like, I, I'm my almost keep... worst enemy, because I want to watch it all, but I'm like, well, I'm, I'm done with it, and I'm not talking about the show again well, exactly. in the next 12 months. And thank God they have that huge-ass recap, because I don't remember anything that happened, because, again, the impact that it made was over a year ago. Um, so it, it wasn't, you know, nine months ago, uh, which it doesn't sound like it's a huge difference, but it's more impactful. Uh, when, and again, you're right, growing buzz. So, yeah, somebody watches it, or they're like, oh, I watched three episodes, and then I went on to something else um, because it didn't hook them. So, yeah, yeah. there's... There's definitely different ways to look at it. Netflix does seem to be the primary uh, culprit to it. But yeah, change with the times. This is what other people are doing. And it's ensuring loyalty in a competitive marketplace. Yeah, we want that you know, water cooler moment. We want things to talk about every week. The Game of Thrones vacation, like, you know, hey, what's right. going to happen? That's right. more exciting to me about than did you watch it? No, I guess we got to wait weeks to tell you watch it to talk about it. Right. That's just silly to me. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Oh, well. Um, so I and, and TV, I'm going this direction. I think we're going to see more consolidation in streaming. Uh, and, and I think we're going to see potentially Apple get big into the game to yep. buy someone that makes a lot of content. Apple has Apple TV plus with a little bit of content. Right. They don't have a dribble. library. Dribble, dribble. How do they get yeah. there? They buy Sony. Right. Uh, Sony has a huge music uh, library. I think I can't remember what they own, but they, they bought like somebody huge and they have a huge library of musical content, which they right. have for their Apple service uh, movies. They have a huge, I mean, Columbia, uh, mm-hmm. their, their properties. And guess what they own? Spider-Man. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. It's a huge moneymaker. Uh, hanging on to that nugget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apple's three has three trillion dollars. They have more money than God. So at this right. point, they've got money to do that. And they want content. They want to get people on their services paying five to ten dollars a month. And they also right. have a TV, a huge TV production studio. Think of all these shows that Sony makes. That you don't even know they make. And Sony doesn't have a streaming service. So essentially, they're up for grabs. And I mean, if Sony doesn't want to sell off their video game business, they don't have to. They can continue to make electronics and video games, but they sell off their media properties, which I think makes a, a ton of sense. Um, and they can do the, th- the, the right thing, or they could take it partial and partial and get into the video game business with their Apple TV and have the screens. Could be. Well, Todd, yeah. uh, I think we can consolidate this movie one uh, into us being kind of spy versus spy because we have exactly opposing viewpoints. Uh, I think summer movie season is going to... Oh, I, I, you I guess, my, yeah. my last one, my last prediction oh, sorry, was... Yes, Green Lantern TV series gets a trailer at DC Fandom, and it debuts in 2023. I totally agree. All right, sorry, I'm just trying to move us along because we're, we're a little short on time. But yeah, you and I are spy versus spy on this next one because uh, I absolutely think uh, in the movie world, the summer movie th- uh, season could potentially get kicked in the nads and get put on hold again. And we might see day and date come back. I'm sorry, that's also my general trend. I guess I kind of rolled those into all into one. So I feel like day and date, while it people really did enjoy it, it's, it's death to the movie theaters, which I don't wish death on them. I love the movie theaters, April, and I love going to the movies. But I, I'm i getting increasing fear that, that, that COVID could return us to those levels of sitting on the couchness, you know, uh, and especially with this big shot in the arm of huge programming. Everything that we talked about, everything that we talked about of new programming is all streaming content. So it, it worries me. It does worry me. 
I, I think 2022 becomes an endemic, not a pandemic. We have the tools in the toolbox to actually get back to normal life. And I think COVID just becomes, you'll know everybody who has COVID, but it doesn't shut down the world anymore. It doesn't because we have, we have medication. We have these things that we didn't have before. So it's a different world. You saw people come up for Spider-Man, Charlie. You are seeing China. China had one of its biggest box office years of all time in the middle of a pandemic. I just think you saw how movies did horribly when they were day and date. They didn't give any buzz. They didn't do big. They right, Matrix right? came out day and date. Guess what? I don't see the movie. It was a movie people would pr- potentially have gone to the scene in the theater. Mm-hmm, but because mm-hmm. it's, why would I do that? And so I think it, you see that it reduces a revenue stream. And Hollywood loves revenue. Day and date doesn't right. create. And, and essentially right now, I think streaming services are kind of peaked. There's not right. much they can do. Disney Plus can't double their members now. Right. So if they can't, unless they charge double for the service, they want another Spider-Man. They want another movie. So I just don't think, and and right. I think what you're going to see is potentially a shortening of that window though. Mm-hmm. 45, mm-hmm. 60 days. Right. But they can get that initial pop and anybody like us, you and me who can't yeah. wait, right. <laughs> we're going to go see again, in the theater. If you think of the success of any film, it happens in the first one to three or four weeks. Think about it. You know, I mean, look at the, you know, standard box office uh, performance, dropping by 40 to 70% from even week one to week two. Yeah. So yeah, no, I told, I, I, I would agree with that. I just, I, I have the fear. Um, I, I, I still have the, the fear. And again, I'm triple vaccinated myself, but still seeing the hospitals fill up and hearing about people who so ardently won't get vaccines. It's just, it scares me. So I just, I just don't know. I, I just think it's part of everyday life. Now I don't think people are going to take another year of not being around others because we have the toolbox right. now. And I think I the people so. that will be sick so. as we know are the people that are not vaccinated. And if they choose not to participate, it's not going to get me in the way of me enjoying life. And I think a lot of people are in that boat and a lot of people are willing to risk <laughs> not being vaccinated and doing things. You've, so, complete, yeah. you've completely changed my mind. All right, take us there home. Take us, oh, take yeah. Us so, uh, yeah, we, we disagree. I think the summer movie season is going to be back in a big way because if people came out for Spider-Man in the middle of winter when you're in exposed space in the, in the cold, I think you'll go to a summer movie and you'll have a good time. Uh, kids will want to go and do stuff. So I think that's where it's coming back. Uh, my But my big uh, prediction with movies is Star Wars will announce a major movie update at Star Wars Celebrations. It's about time. They, and and one that sticks. Absolutely. They have to do something. They can't, at this point, Star Wars is a TV franchise now. Right. Essentially, you saw the movies all kind of go like this, and we got more things, more output. We probably got more output on TV than we ever had in the movies anyways, and that's what's creating all the buzz, and the movies have a lot to prove now, and quite honestly, a two-hour film is it that big of a deal compared to what you get on the screen on Disney plus now? So they have to do something big with the movies if they're going to. And I hate that the fact that the movies are the only thing that can drive star Wars. I hate that because it means that you have to wait until a movie that's only two hours long can come up before you can do anything else in that universe. It just seems very short sighted. So I'm hoping that is a change where the movies are additive, just like the MCU because MCU is doing it right. They understand the TV series and the movies are part and partial with the bigger picture where Star mm-hmm. Wars is like, eh, the TVs, I don't know. We're seeing the, that's what's keeping the franchise alive right now. Because if you don't have anything for five years on the screen, you mean like, you mean like is it, is it, is it like, essential? To, yeah. You mean like avatar? Yeah. That, that, so if you don't have, any, I have my big doubts, yeah. So if you don't have a movie for five years, that tells me right there that says the movies are essentially unessential for Star Wars. Right. 
No, yeah, no. You've kind of cares. you've that's, kind of said they, they don't matter. Care. Yeah, because they kind of just yeah. So, but I think and celebrations may go virtual. It's in May of 2022. It may go virtual, which I think would still be good for the majority of us who can't afford to go. The vast well, any, even if you could afford to go, how you know how, how great of an experience it is to be crammed into just listening to seeing something on a video screen, but you're standing in a room full of people. So absolutely, I, I would rather have it. And again, those shows are kind of a dog and pony show. I just look for the news. And again, we li- we live in this virtual news cycle where the information will come to you anyhow. So anyway, absolutely. all right, Todd, take us home with your general trend. Yes, because I think you already used yours, but yes. I will do mine. Uh, I think with more retro characters coming back, like we've seen with you know the Spider-Verse and all these things, I think we're going to see a major crossover with Hasbro Universe. I think because G.I. Joe has been a largely unsuccessful. The Transformers are trying to figure out where they're going. I think we're going to see a crossover with those Hasbro Universe uh, franchises. Maybe they can find some synergy and have some fun like we saw in the original Transformers comic, G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, Spider-Man crossing over. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and maybe do it animated this time rather than have, live action. I have four letters for you. M, A, S, K, Mask. Mask. Mask, yeah. Give it to me. Yes, that would be a property. And again, it, you know, it was it was kind of quasi rolled into the G.I. Joe universe because there was a Matt Tracker action figure that was part of the uh G.I. Joe 25th anniversary series in 2007. Um, so that always made me chuckle. So, you know, are they one and the same? Is you know, Miles Mayhem gonna team up with Destro? You know, I don't know. But yeah, I, it would be cool. What else is under Hasbro's belt besides those two big that they I think My Little Pony, which seems like an odd com- combination. I think they have see, Rom the Space Knight now. I see they have some snake, weird stuff. I see snake eyes riding out on pudding pie or whatever the hell those things are called. Lightning Tusk, yeah, I don't know, whatever they're called. Yeah, exactly. So that is our predictions, folks. Let us know. We talked about what we're going to see, what could be. Let us know what your predictions are in the year of 2022. So, Charlie, that is it for our essential first episode we recorded in 2022. We had a blast, and hopefully I'll have some new guests and have a good time in the year to come. Absolutely. And, yes, let's say uh, uh, Katie Q was supposed to join us tonight. She was ill. We wish her well. Hope that hope she's feeling better by the time this drops. But anyway, folks, uh, we're on our way out of here. I have been Charlie Carden. You can find me over on Twitter uh, at the C3. Uh, I also run uh, the Facebook page for the Secret Friends Unite, posting content, which is hopefully sometimes useful. Uh, and I also run the USS Grand Petoskey Star Trek fan club chapter here in Michigan, which can be found on all socials and ussgrandpetoskey.com. You can find me at T-Oxtra to talk about all things grumpy in the world of nerd uh, and angry sports fans with the Minnesota Vikings. So check me out. I'm always having a good time on the Twitters. And if you want a video game with me, you can listen to our Cope Mode podcast. You do that. Okay, cool. Well, that's all. Friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. My mom ask. Ask. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.